G'day, I'm here again with you on this podcast isn't working and hopefully today the podcast is working and I can get this episode out to you, dear listener. Uh, We've had some technical difficulties, which has been very frustrating, but I'm hoping I have figured them out to a certain degree. And you know what? This has all been really helpful because it's really cemented for me that I really want to do this podcast. I want to do it as well as I can even though I'm trying not to put pressure on myself and I've got some ideas as to, you know, a new setup that I might be able to work towards as a goal. And this whole experience of it going wrong has been the catalyst for me figuring that out. So hopefully in time to come, as I keep working hard on this podcast and other side projects I'm doing to try and earn a little bit of pocket money, I'll be able to fund a bit of an upgrade. So here's to that. And here's to hopefully between now and then the podcast continuing to work. Uh, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. This is going to be a re-record because I did record this episode once before, but of course the podcast has been sick. So, uh, hopefully I can remember the train of thought I was on when I recorded that and share it with you today. But essentially what I was talking about was doing a geographical and how that in my life has gone from being quite a negative thing to a more positive thing. And I wanted to share a few insights as to why I think that is. And if you want to hear more about that, then just keep on listening. Okay, so doing a geographical, I'm pretty sure it's a fairly common phrase that you might have heard. I definitely was somebody growing up who I did this a lot and it it ranged from everything from completely transforming my physical space, which was my bedroom, into a different layout, a different feel, decorating it differently and all of that fun stuff. You know, when you're a kid and you sit down and draw out a new layout on a piece of paper of where your bed's going to be and your desk, and it's going to change your whole life because it's a radical transformation of your space. That's, I think, a type of geographical, I suppose. Um, And right through to actually moving house or moving town or whatever it is, even moving jobs and things like that. And often when I did a geographical, if you will, it was to do with something that I wanted to get away from. So, you know, if a relationship had ended and I needed to just start again somewhere, whether it was just spending time at new places and, you know, moving house or doing something like that, or it was a job that I had, you know, I'd fallen out of love with and I needed to figure out what to do, or there was difficult situations at that workplace and I needed to kind of jump ship Uh, there were lots of reasons for me to do a geographical and I did it in lots of different ways and I think we all do I think most of us would have a story about a time when we sort of just bailed on something and started again and at the time when you do it you know it's kind of like it's this exciting thing because you think to yourself do you know how I'm going to fix this I'm just going to start fresh and it's that kind of feeling of excitement and I guess you kind of feel relief when you first do it because you really feel like you've gotten rid of that negative energy, that stress and worry, 
and you have, you know, created something new for yourself where you can not only start over again, but write a new story. That's how it always felt for me. It was kind of my motivation was, you know what, I'm done being this person or being in this situation. I'm going to write a new story. And I often would, you know, combine this doing a geographical thing with, you know, uh, telling myself I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to, you know, be like this instead of like that, especially if I was moving on to something where I would be interacting with a lot of people who didn't know me and I could sort of, you know, give the first impression how I wanted to and be the person that I wanted to be rather than who people knew me as, you know, that I could kind of rub out my past a little bit or like push it under the rug and go again. And I think there's a lot of valid aspects to that idea, right? Um, When it comes to being in control of who we are and, and kind of owning it And there is some positive aspects to deciding how you want to live your life. And I think that's all good. But the idea of doing a geographical, for me at least, and I like on reflection, I definitely would say, I think it would be most people's story, is for the first little while, it feels really great. And then at some point, the shine wears off, you know? And a lot of times, I think it's just that really stark realization that whatever it was that you were running away from, it didn't go away. It's not gone. And even if you've physically moved yourself away from it, it's still there, you know, and just knowing that it's there and it's not been resolved or dealt with properly, it can really cause you a lot of worry. And for me, you know, it always felt like the wolf was at my back, you know, the wolf was at my door. And it's that kind of shadow over your life in a way of just something that you haven't dealt with. I know people talk about skeletons in their closet and lots of different analogies like that. And you know, doing a geographical, I'd be, I'd come to know as an adult was a really unhealthy way to deal with problems. And I certainly was trying to now, you know, avoid doing that. And if I had problems, I've, I, as much as I can do now, I am trying to have a different, like, take a different tack and try to actually deal with those things either by facing them head on and resolving them or doing the really courageous thing of accepting them. Um, obviously, to me, it's obvious that I'm not talking at like at this point in this episode at all about uh, things that are actually dangerous. I think um, when you take yourself out of dangerous situations, that's not actually avoidance. So that's not even part of this conversation. So when I'm talking about um, running away from things, I'm meaning things that you know, are not actually harming us. Uh, it's more the things in life that we don't like, that don't feel great, that cause us stress and worry, um, that are things that we have the, you know, the choice to tackle if we would want to. So do you get what I mean? Anyway, uh, one of the reasons why I think doing a geographical is so kind of unhelpful is because it is based on this idea of avoidance. And it, it truly is like one of the main ways that you can avoid things in your life because it's quite final. It's quite um, literal, isn't it? To run away from something is one very, very clear way to say, I'm avoiding this, Uh, you know, I'm running away. And avoidance, I think, is a really sticky trap. It's something that when we first think of it, it feels really helpful. Like, you know what, I'm going to just for my own self-preservation, mental health, et cetera, et cetera, lots of reasons, you know, and excuses, I suppose. I'm going to just avoid this and then I'll figure it out later. 
And sometimes I think we even trick ourselves into thinking that avoiding something is dealing with it and is taking it away. But what you find, I think, is that because those things uh, have not been faced and dealt with, even in that sense of like, you know, you might just need to accept it or learn to live with it, um, or maybe you do need to resolve it, change it, solve it, you know, address it. Those things, they just bring this negative energy into our life. They, I feel like, yeah, like I said, the wolf is at my back and it causes worry and this kind of tension builds up. And um, I recently read uh, like this, a little quote online or something, a little saying, and it was sort of like along the lines of, you know, um, worrying about the future is taking the peace out of our present moment. And I think that's what happens is the more we're worrying and worrisome, the less peace we feel in our day-to-day lives. And that's the opposite of avoiding. I feel like it's actually bringing more in. And the more I thought about it, the more I was realizing, you know, if we are making choices based on our anxious feelings or our fear and things like that. So say, for example, a really benign example might be, you know, that the thought of going to the mall is a really kind of uh, daunting thought and you're fearful and anxious about that for some reason. And when you are faced with the choice of either going to the mall or not, you, if you choose to avoid, you are um, kind of going with those fearful, anxious emotions, right? So you're basically taking them and saying, you're validating them and you're indulging them and saying, okay, I'm not going to go. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, what is that telling yourself? Well, you're telling yourself, I can't do that. And if you did that over and over again, you know, decided to continue to avoid and to not go to the mall, well, then you're continuously telling yourself, I can't go to the mall. I can't do that. I can't face that. And that sort of message to me just increases, that would surely increase your feelings of anxiety and your level of fear and stuff like that. It's kind of reinforcing that negative thinking and to the point where it will change your behavior in the future and increase worry Do you know what I'm saying? So even though avoiding it in the present moment, you might think, oh, I've saved myself the stress of that right now. It's like twofold adding it to the future for yourself. Um, Whereas, you know, the opposite of all of this, right? So this is where I'm kind of getting to is, you know, a while ago we moved house and we moved to a different suburb. We moved into a very different living situation, a different community, neighborhood, all those things. And it has changed the way we live our lives as a family. It, cha- it changed the opportunities we have, the connections we have, lots and lots of things. And essentially our whole lifestyle has been shifted into this new kind of way of living. Now, it's not extreme. You know, it's not like we've moved from the rainforest to the beach and now we're surfing every day. It's just small things, but I was thinking about how essentially we did a geographical, but it's turned out to be such a positive experience. And I wondered why this was the case, because very rarely when we've moved house or done a big life change like that, has it had a lasting positive effect? It's fun and exciting to start with and setting up the new space, but then it very quickly becomes this sort of that same feeling, that same kind of all the same issues are still there. It doesn't solve anything, but I feel like this move, it's almost solved things, you know, it's actually changing uh, the, yeah, it's, it's actually changing things for the better. Anyway, the more I was thinking about this, I thought, well, one of the big things that happened to 
make us move house was actually us having like, you know, my husband and I talking about what mattered to us the most. And the conversation was a very positive kind of, you know, constructive conversation. And we were talking about at the end of the day, what's most important to us and what do we think is worth spending money on and what do we think is not, what matters to us, what doesn't. These were the sorts of things that we were churning through when we were deciding A, whether or not to move and B, where we would go. Because if you rent or, I mean, if really, if you're anybody, when you make decisions like this, there's so many variables and there are a lot of things out of your control, but there are some things that with a little more sacrifice, I suppose, if you're able to sacrifice a little more, you can actually change yourself. So you can choose um, to have certain things if you are willing to either sacrifice something else or work harder to make it happen. And we realized it was kind of this epiphany where we realized, you know what, there's certain things that we think are so valuable and so important to us that we would sacrifice a little bit more to have it. And that's what we've done. So we now have sacrificed a little more than what we used to feel comfortable sacrificing and it's paying off. And what I think happened in those conversations, it's very different to other times in my life where I've done a geographical, as it were, is that we were talking about our values. And it made me think, you know, these are kind of two polar opposites, aren't they? There's avoidance where we are running away from something. And then there is making decisions based on my values, which is running towards something essentially. And they're literally opposite actions. There's running away and then there's running towards. And I really liked that thought because it made me think a bit about, you know, decisions that we might make in the future and how I could probably approach them a little differently. Because as much as those negative, not negative feelings, I mean, no feelings are negative, but those really difficult feelings like anxiety and fear and frustration and anger and all of those sorts of things that are quite, you know, they're very potent and are very much pushing that idea of running away, running away. I think there's validity in those feelings, but making decisions based on them is very problematic, I think. Well, in my experience, and like I said, I think it can really compact and, and, you know, uh, almost like snowball those sorts of feelings. So by, you know, by kind of like using those as your touchstone and your compass, you're kind of making them bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, it's, it's very negative and frustrating. Whereas I think if you're running towards things and having that perspective, it's, it's not always a giant shift. It's like a slight shift. So something that is troubling you, I'm sure you could kind of look at it from that values-based position and say, you know, this is a very difficult situation. This is why, but this is how I want to be. This is the kind of life I want. So how will I get that? Um, how will I make that possible? And by looking at how you can run towards something, it might be that you are actually solving that thing that you might have before run away from. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but I feel like instead of saying to yourself, I can't, I can't, I can't, and avoiding and doing a geographical, what if we were saying to ourselves, I can, I can, I can, and, you know, facing these things and going to the mall just to run with that kind of analogy from before. Um, the more times you go to the mall, even if you're worried about going, surely the more it will start to, 
you know, you'll be proving to yourself that you can go and you can be okay. It might not always feel the greatest, but you are telling yourself that you're capable and that it's not too big for you to actually accomplish, if that makes sense. And in that way, you are dealing with it head on, that fear and that that issue. You're actually dealing with it. And I think that that's the best we can ever hope for is that we're living our lives running towards things that matter to us. And it's that simple. You know, you don't need a 2,500 point, you know, values system plan, you know, sketched out on the wall and everybody's got their, you know, I don't know. I don't even know at this point in my life how to properly articulate my values. But I think there's some very, very basic things, especially between my husband and I, that we can very much agree on that if we didn't have and wasn't part of our lives, we would be really... um, that would suck, you know, that would be a big deal to us. Um, For example, like just a simple example, I think of a value that I wouldn't really know how to articulate this, but in my life, I think it's really, really important to have a relationship with the natural world, the natural growing living world. And that's about as specific as I can make that value, if you will. And that value alone you know I mean that's something first of all that my husband and I share and we want for our children and when it comes to tangible decision making you know we have made decisions that mean that we can grow you know plants and um, you know things like that well grow plants uh, where we live and that's a simple little thing but you can't always do that wherever you are and we also live in a place where we have access to the natural environment and we can and it's not too far away and so you know at a moment's notice I can decide that my little kids and I we're going to go for a little bushwalk and I can make that happen and it's only 15 minutes away so those sorts of things became part of our decision making and instead of feeling down and frustrated about where we were living at the time and our lack of access to those things we tried to think about how we could you know introduce more of that into our lives and create more space for those things that matter to us so do you get what I mean that's they're my thoughts for today I just want to talk about avoidance versus values-based decision making and I think there's something I mean that's a huge topic that I'm sure could warrant many many episodes of a podcast but just for this week has that got your brain thinking is there something right now that you're running away from that you could reframe and try and think of ways that you could run towards you know what you want and in that way deal with that thing for good instead of just putting the band-aid on you know maybe we could have more victories over the things that cause fear and anxiety within us and we can move forwards a little bit more even if it's just three steps forward and one step back you know, that kind of like forward, forward movement, <laughs> um, because growth, I think, is just so, so vital. And when we're not growing, I think it, we feel kind of at a loss because stability is one thing, but growth, it's just, it's almost like how we, it's going to give us so much more. So anyway, they were my thoughts and I will join you again next week. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and without, uh, well, with any luck, Let's hope that this has gone live. And if you're still listening at the end of this episode, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. And yeah, have a good week. Be kind to yourself. And I'll be hopefully back here again next week. Okay, bye. Cool. That was good.
Yeah, that, <laughs> like that. 